Hello, this is Ernest Burley, your CIA, your cool insurance agent, back at you again with some more great information on insurance. I'm a licensed insurance agent with over 30 years experience in the industry and clients all across the country, and I'm licensed all across the country in the insurance arena. Uh, my field of expertise is insurance in various arenas. So auto insurance, life insurance, long-term care, homeowners, condo, renters, business, church, um, just the whole gamut of insurance. So that's the area of expertise that I'm channeling into you today is all areas of, of insurance. The uh, purpose of this podcast is to educate you, to enlighten you, to empower you to make the right decisions with objective and unbiased information. That's what this podcast is all about, giving you clear, objective, unbiased information so you can make the right decisions for you and your family. So that's it for our intro. Let's jump right into it. You know, I don't like long intros. Let's get at it. So today's podcast is titled Trick or Treat, Don't Get Duped. Okay, so I want you to get the treats and not the tricks. There are a lot of tricks out there. So I'm going to try and get you away from the tricks and get get you towards the treats today, okay? Um, and it's a, it's a trick or treat situation. So I'm gonna address something before we get started, something I've been dealing with a lot and come across a lot. Uh, life insurance agents calling themselves financial advisors. That's a big thing out there right now. Look, listen, life insurance agents are not financial advisors. So what they do a lot of times is they use that criteria or that credential to try to pry you away from your money because they figure, hey, that financial advisor term gives them more credence and more um, believability with you, uh, that they're giving you good sound advice. And life insurance agents are not financial advisors. So if someone tells you they're a financial advisor, check out their credentials, ask them about their credentials. Are they a certified financial planner? Uh, which means, do they have a certain designation do they have the experience and the background to give you advice on financial planning? Are they a chartered financial consultant? That's another big designation out there in the industry for individuals who have committed themselves to financial planning. So do they have those type of designations? What criteria or credential do they have to show that they are actually a, a financial advisor or financial planner? Are they just solely a life insurance agent, which nine times out of 10, that's what it is. They're, they're a life insurance agent, which is nothing wrong with that. But a lot of life insurance agents are muddy in the water and calling themselves financial advisors when they are not. And they're doing that because they want to try and um, gain more believability with you to say what they're telling you is good and that you're going to give them your money and, uh, and, and trust them to make the right decisions with whatever products or services they're offering you. Do they offer anything else besides life insurance, right? So yeah, check you got to check that out because I'm telling you, that has been an issue that I've been dealing with. I've, I've had I've had conversations with people and they're like, yeah, he's a financial advisor. I'm like, no, he's a life insurance agent. So check check the person out. If they're a certified financial planner, you can go right onto the website, CFP. I think it's ORG. Uh, you can check them out and look them up. Uh, they're a chartered financial consultant. All of these places that give designations and certifications, credentials for being a financial planner or a financial advisor, they have sites and you can check it out and, and make sure the person has the experience uh, and the designation and the background and the education to, to properly inform you on, on financial matters, as opposed to a life insurance agent trying to just get as much money from you as possible to dump into a life insurance policy. Let me give you a couple of examples. I've had people tell me, that um, 
they've been told to buy like large life insurance policies, either either one or multiple large life insurance policies when they were trying to save for retirement. So tell me this, a person who's 30, 35 years old, why would he or she need, uh, okay, a person that's 30, 35 years old, not married, no children, no debt, don't, doesn't own any property. Why, that, why would that person need three, $4 million of life insurance or more? Why would they? they? They would not, they don't. But I'm telling you, life insurance agents have convinced people that, yeah, they say they are financial advisor and they convince people that, yeah, you should have this amount of coverage and you should be put, putting this kind of money into these life insurance policies. That is not, that is not good. That is very, very bad, okay? Uh, I have another situation. I have clients, I have clients, I mean, from the East Coast to the West Coast, all over the place, giving me this type of information, telling me this. And I'm like, what in the world? They get referred to me by a friend that says, man, that stuff doesn't sound right. And I look at it objectively and like, yeah, you're right. That, that's not right. So another client, a client that was sent to me and, and asked, this person was trying to save for retirement. And the person talked to a life insurance agent and the person, the life insurance agent says, yeah, okay, well, let's get these policies for you. And then also get a policy for your daughter. Your daughter is young, so you can dump some extra money into that policy to stay below the IRS guidelines to, you know, instead of making it a, a mech or, you know, I don't want to get too into to the weeds, but uh, if you contribute too much to a life insurance policy, it changes the tax status on it. So trying to fly under the radar and get a younger client so you can put more money into the life insurance policy. How about the person said they wanted to save for retirement? How about a retirement plan? How about a, uh, an IRA? an individual retirement account, something that is geared towards retirement or the person's retirement plan at work or setting up a retirement plan through their, their own business if they're a business owner. That's real financial advice, right? Not dumping money into life insurance policies to save for your retirement. That's really bad advice. And that's because the person hold, held themselves out as a, a financial advisor. Really burns me up, as you can tell. <laughs> so don't get duped. It's very, very bad stuff going on out there in that regard. So I, I just wanted to let you know, if, a if, if, if you were dealing with an attorney, you would want them to have a law degree, right? <laughs> if you, you wouldn't trust an attorney who didn't have a law degree. You wouldn't trust a, a doctor who didn't have a medical degree. So why are you going to trust a financial advisor or financial planner who doesn't have some type of education and knowledge base and certification, designation, degree, or something in that arena. It's, it's, it's really bad. So please, please take my, take heed my uh, words on that, okay? So now let's get into, let's get into our arena for today. Trick or treat, don't get duped. And part of that is part of that whole life insurance financial advisor piece too. But here are some tricks and treats in life insurance that you need to be very aware of to make sure that you're not taking being taken advantage of with the life insurance policy, but that you are taking advantage of life insurance for your benefit. So here's a trick. Don't get sold a universal life policy thinking it's a whole life policy or even a guaranteed universal life policy thinking it's a whole life policy. I've had that happen several times from, like I said, the East Coast to the West Coast, people all over the country being, <laughs> oh man, I tell you. So they are two totally different products. Uh, a whole life policy is normally a better product than a guaranteed universal life policy, but a guaranteed universal life policy is a good plan too. Just know what you have and don't get tricked into thinking you have one when you have the other. So I've seen that happen several times and definitely don't get baited into a traditional universal life policy. So that's a trick, you know, for her person telling you one it's one kind of policy when it's really something else because you haven't really paid attention to the policy. And I get it. It's not, you're not in that industry. It's not your thing. 
So you're trusting the person to, to give you the right product based on what you have told them. But uh, yeah, take a close look at it and make sure you have what you think you have. Now here's a treat. Here's a treat in the life insurance industry. The conversion term, the conversion feature of a term life insurance policy. So most companies allow you to convert the term policy into a permanent plan of life insurance, which gives you a set rate and a set benefit for life. So that's a great thing. And the, another great thing about that is you don't have to be in good health. You, you don't have to sign any medical papers or anything like that or go through underwriting. You don't have to draw blood or pee in a cup. None of that stuff is necessary. You just sign paperwork and you turn your policy from a term policy into a permanent policy, uh, which is a great thing. Most companies, now some companies don't, um, some companies either don't have a term conversion feature, which is not a good thing, or they don't have good term conversion rates, which, which means when you convert that policy from term to perm, the rate is not a great rate. So hopefully you have a, a company that has great term conversion rates. If not, it may be better for you to just get another a permanent policy outside of that company altogether. So you got to check and just make sure. Okay. So that's a treat of life insurance, that term conversion feature. Here's another trick. Don't get lulled into a false sense of security because they told you, the life insurance agent told you, hey, you got a guaranteed universal life policy because it could be guaranteed to a low age. Those universal life policies, they have a lot of, lot of little gadgets, a lot of moving parts. So I've seen policies where a person recently told me, hey, I have a guaranteed universal life policy. I say, hey, send it to me. Let me take a look. I look at it. It's guaranteed to like age of 80 something, right? So most people, I mean, I've seen them guaranteed to lower ages than that. So if it's guaranteed to age 75, or 85 years old, most people are planning to live beyond 70 or 80s, right? So yeah, don't get a guaranteed universal life policy with a low age that is guaranteed to. Most clients want to guarantee to at least age 100. I, I normally guarantee age 105, 110 or, or better. Uh, but, so, you know, some companies, you know, some clients go down to 100. But especially if it's a younger client, I'll guarantee it all, all the way to age 121 because the cost difference is, is, is nothing. Um, so, yes, don't get lulled into a false sense of security just because you have a guaranteed universal life policy if it's guaranteed to a low age. So that's a trick. OK, here's a treat. You want to secure life insurance for your young children, either young adults or uh, uh, young children, to lock in their current rate. You lock in a policy, the same rate that they get at one year old, or it's going to be the same rate at 50, 80, 90, 100 years old. So you lock in the rate, you lock in their, their health, their underwriting ability, their underwriting eligibility, because they don't have to go through medical underwriting. They don't have to pee in a cup, they don't have to draw blood because they're children. So you lock in their health at that age, and you also lock in their rate. So definitely you want to do that if it fits your budget. It doesn't fit everyone's budget to do it. It doesn't cost that much, truthfully, but hey, I understand, uh, you know, you want to make sure it fits in your budget, but, you know, those policies, 10, 15 bucks a month, I mean, it's really inexpensive to do it, depending on the amount of coverage that you get. And then also when I write a policy for a young adult or a child, I always add a guaranteed insurability option to it to guarantee them the right to get more coverage later on in life. I'll touch on that uh, later on in this podcast. Another trick. Don't get sold a guaranteed issue life policy and not know what it is, okay? So uh, those plans are basically accidental death policies for the first two or three years of the policy, which means if the person dies um, by either sickness, illness, or disease within the first two or three years, it's not gonna pay the face value of that policy. It's gonna just kick back the premiums you pay plus some interest rate. 
So just be aware of that. Sometimes you have to write those if a person is ineligible by uh, you know, some life insurance company standards. I've had to write those for clients. It just depends on the situation that the person's in, but you just have to know what it is, okay? That's a trick of the trade. Some people don't understand that that's what kind of policy it is. It's really an accidental death policy for the first two or three years. And then it turns into, you know, if you pass from any type of situation, it will pay out the full value of the, uh, the policy. Here's a treat, save age. Uh, most policies or most companies allow you to save age, which means if you're close to your birthday, if you just passed your birthday, you can reach back and get the premium for your previous birthday. So say you, you were 39 on July the 1st, and now say it's July 15th and you're 40. You can reach back and say, okay, I want you to check the box life insurance agent and save age for me so I can get the rate of a 39-year-old as opposed to 40-year-old and lock in that rate for the life of the policy. So save age, that's a great benefit in the policy. And if you're close to your previous birthday, you definitely want to do that with normally within a couple months. Okay. Very good thing to do that there. Here's a trick. Don't get talked into buying all term life insurance and then leaving yourself without protection later on in life when you most need it, right? You definitely need coverage when you're older. Um, so if you buy term, eventually you're going to have no coverage. If you have all term coverage, you're going to be left without coverage when you're, when you're in your sixties or seventies or whenever that term runs out, because the rate's going to go through the roof, right? We've talked about that before. So don't get talked into the buy term and invest the rate, uh, buy term and invest the rest. That's one of the slogans out there. I don't know if they still use that, but yeah, you'll be left without coverage later on in life and you definitely don't want that. You should have some amount of permanent coverage, where even if it's a small amount, it's gonna be there for you indefinitely. All right, here's a treat, limited pay. So a lot of people get a policy and normally this happens with whole life or universal life policies where a person will get a policy and pay for it for just a certain period of time. So maybe for 10 years or 20 years or to age 65, you can pay for a policy for a certain period of time and have it paid up. And then the policy stays in force indefinitely. So that's, that's very common for children and young adults because their rates are so inexpensive. But I've had a lot of older adults and then, you know, 60s, 50s or whatever that, that, that did the same thing. They said, okay, I want to pay for this thing 10 years or 20 years and be done with it. So yeah, that's a very good thing. That's a treat in life insurance. You can uh, limit the term that you pay for your life insurance policy and have a pay, paid up policy and not have a bill for the rest of your life. Here's a trick. Don't get fooled into thinking a cash value whole life policy is going to pay your child's way through college. It is not. <laughs> you hear these commercials say, oh, you get a life policy for your child and it's going to child college fund. No, it's not. It's, it's going to be barely a couple thousand dollars in there by, that child, by the time that child gets to college. Um, unless you get like a huge policy, like a million or $2 million, then yeah, you probably have enough money in there to help the child through school. But a typical policy that people normally get, $25,000, dollars $100,000 policies for a child, or even $10,000, it's going to be very, very, a very small amount of cash value in those policies. So don't get duped into thinking, oh, I got this life insurance policy for Johnny or Mary. And by the time they go to school, it's going to have all this money in it to, to send them through school. It won't be enough in there to send them through one semester. Okay. Just telling you the truth. All right. Here's a treat, a 1035 exchange. So with a 1035 exchange, what you can do is use the cash value in one policy and transfer it into another policy and not have a taxable event. So that's usually done when you're replacing a life insurance policy. Now, it's normally not in your best interest to replace a life insurance policy, but sometimes it is. If you have a garbage policy 
and it's not in your best interest, it's not, it doesn't have good conditions, then yes, it, it may be in your best interest to replace that policy. But make sure it's in your best interest to do something like that before you, before you do that. And if you find out that you have a bad policy or it's not as good as another policy that you can get, then you, you want to consider replacing it. And if it's a cash value policy, you use the cash value from that policy, transferring it to the new policy. So you don't have a taxable event. Okay, it moves from one life policy to the next life, life policy. And you also reduce the premium um, that you pay on the new policy because it starts out with that cash value. So that's a treat right there. Okay, here's another trick. Don't rely on group coverage for your life insurance needs. Because group coverage, when you, if you retire, resign, or, or you're terminated from that job, group coverage is not going to follow you. So where's your life insurance coverage? It's done. It's with that group policy. So you don't want that. And sometimes in rare, rare occasions or rare, rare cases, you can take the group policy with you. But in those cases, normally the conditions of those policies change. So the premium is going to change throughout the duration of that policy. And also sometimes the benefit changes. And the policy is definitely going to expire. So don't get yourself into a situation where, you know, you're relying on a group policy, a group life insurance policy for your life insurance needs. You should have your own personal life insurance plan, your own private plan that is not linked to work. It doesn't matter what your job is or what you're doing. That policy follows you wherever you go because it's your own personal, your own private plan and it's not linked to a job. So let's not fall into that trick to just say, I'm just going to have group coverage as my life insurance protection. Here's a treat. Be aware of weight tiers and preferred uh, levels when you are applying for life insurance and take advantage of that. So say, for instance, if you're, you know, 5'5", 170, and the next preferred or discounted rate is at 5'5", 165, then that's five pounds. You can knock off five pounds by the time that application goes through and the underwriters call you or whomever they call to do the medical exam you can knock off the five pounds and lock in that lower rate at the super or, or next discounted rate. Now, if it's a 20 pound disparity to the next discounted rate, don't hurt yourself, okay? <laughs> Let's not try to use, lose 20 pounds in that short period of time. Let's not do that. But if it's close, if you're just a few pounds off, then yeah, you definitely wanna look into trying to do that, okay? So that's a treat in life insurance. Get that pre-knowledge, get that knowledge about the weight tiers so you can see if you're close to another discounted tier uh, based on your height and go for it. All right, here's another trick I don't want you to fall for. Don't fall for adding a bunch of riders on your life insurance policy that will not likely end up benefiting you. I've seen these policies and they just rider after rider after rider after. I'm like, what in the world? Just too much going on, unnecessary, stuff that is highly unlikely uh, to benefit you. So yeah, let's not fall for that trick because some companies that's or some life agents, that's what they do. They add a whole bunch of riders onto these policies and they don't end up benefiting you at all. They just end up adding commission onto that policy. That's what it is, a, a premium onto the policy, which is commission to them, okay? Uh, all right, now here are some treats. Now I'm gonna go back and say riders. Here's some riders that I do think are advantageous. So here's a treat. The ADB, the Accelerated Death Benefit, so basically, this is normally a free uh, benefit in most policies. It's not really a rider, but it's normally a free benefit in most policies. And what it allows you to do is the policy owner can access up to 50% or even more, sometimes 75% or more of the death benefit while the person is still living if they've been diagnosed as terminally ill, which means you're, gonna, you're expected to pass within one year or two years, depending on which company you're dealing with. Different companies consider uh, you know, whether it's one year or two years as to whether they figure you're terminal. And they will allow the uh, the insurer, the owner, to access 
50, 75% or more of that death benefit while the person is still living. That's a great benefit uh, within a policy. Now, here's a rider that I do recommend for all young adults and children that I talked about earlier, the guaranteed insurability option or guaranteed insurability rider, GIO or GIR. And what that does is it allows the insured to be able to get more coverage throughout their lives, regardless of their medical situation. No medical exam through their mid-20s to their mid-40s to get more coverage regardless of their health, just sign a piece of paper and boom, you got more coverage. So I recommend that. That's a rider that's going to benefit you throughout your life, at least through your mid-40s, right? So definitely want to do that. Here's another rider that's a benefit, that's a treat. A CTR, Children Term Rider. And what this does is automatically extends coverage to new additions to the family after 15 days, right? So newborns after 15 days, then the rider kicks in and gives coverage to that new addition to the family or adopted children. So that's a great benefit to have. Now realize this, it's a rider, it's not an actual policy. So when that child turns age 25, it's going to drop off the policy. But most companies will allow you to turn that rider into an actual policy before the, uh, the rider falls off. So you want to check with the company about that. And this rider comes in units. So like each unit is $1,000. So if you have five units, it's a $5,000 rider. Uh, if it's 10 units, $10,000 rider. So it's a, and some companies go even higher than that. But normally 10,000 is normally the norm max for those CTRs or children term riders. So that's a great way to just give automatically, co automatically coverage. That's a great way to automatically cover new additions to your family. Uh, WPD, waiver of premium for disability. That's another great rider. That's a treat. So what that does is you don't have to pay your premium. If you're, if you're disabled for an extended period of time, you don't have to pay your premium, your life insurance premium. So it's normally for, you know, past six months. It's not normally for a short period of time. So if you're extended beyond six months and uh, there are some people who are permanently disabled. So for one reason or another, so they don't have to pay their life insurance premiums. That's a sweet deal, right? So I, I, that's a good, that's a good waiver to have, that's a good rider to have on policies because it can definitely benefit you. A long-term care rider, that's another treat, another great rider I think that works in your advantage, to your advantage on life insurance policies. What it does is it combines life insurance coverage and long-term care protection in one policy because a standalone long-term care policy can get pricey depending on the age of the person, their health and things of that nature. So when you combine the two into one policy, it makes it very affordable to, to, to knock out both of those coverages, most, both, both of those exposures to your assets, life insurance and long-term care. Um, so the life insurance, of course, that's self-explanatory. If some, something unfortunate happens, a person passes, it pays the benefit, but the long-term care policy pays while the person is still living. And if they can't take care of themselves, if they can't do what they call activities of daily living, so if you can't do two of six activities of daily living, so activities of daily living are things like uh, feeding yourself and continence, bathing yourself, uh, uh, transferring, things of that nature are considered activities of daily living. If you're having trouble doing those things, then this policy will pay a certain monthly benefit towards long-term care services. Now that benefit amount that is paid per month does reduce the benefit in the policy. So if you have a $100,000 policy and you have 4,000 bucks per month going towards long-term care services, when you pass, those long-term care services benefits will be subtracted from the total death benefit. So say you say you were, uh, use six months, six months times 4,000, that's 24,000, that will be subtracted from the 100,000 and have a benefit of $76,000 paid out to your beneficiaries. But it's a great way to have, you know, cover two 
uh, plans with one with one policy. Okay, so that's it. That's it for our podcast for today. Uh, well, let me recap it real quick. So one big point I wanted to make sure I made very clear was that life insurance agents are not financial advisors. Check out their credentials. If they say they're a financial advisor or financial planner, what credentials do they have to show that they are? Are they a certified financial planner professional? Are they a chartered financial consultant? Uh, what certifications, educations, education experience, background do they have uh, to give you advice in the financial arena? <laughs> Um, if they're just a life insurance agent, then that's the only advice you really should be taking from them about life insurance. Uh, and then you need to talk to someone else about how what they're talking about fits your overall financial goals for sure. Please, please don't get tricked into that. I've seen it happen too many times. So there are many, another part of our recap, there are many treat, treats and tricks to life insurance, which we went, we went down a lot of the treats and a lot of the tricks. So I want to make sure that you uh, listen to this podcast over and over again. I need to do a podcast on illustrations, reading illustrations. I'll do one on that too. That's going to be a short podcast. Uh, we're going to do a podcast on reading illustrations because that's very important also. Some takeaways. Takeaways of today, you have to be very diligent. So you have to research the person and you have to research the product. So the person that is dealing with you, whether it be a, a life insurance agent or someone calling themselves a financial advisor, you need to research that person and figure out what they really do and see if they're looking out for your best interest because um, if they're just a life insurance agent they're looking out for their own best interest not yours if they're trying to grab all of your money and put it into life insurance instead of looking at it objectively and saying well you're trying to save for retirement have you considered an ira or have you are you contributing to your plan at work that's that's what a true financial advisor would be doing giving you proper advice as opposed to saying Hey, well, how about getting three or $4 million of life insurance or getting the policy for your son and your daughter and your grandchild and pouring money into those plans to save for your retirement? That's not good financial advice. Okay. Thank you, listeners. All right. So I want to thank you for listening. Once again, please share this podcast with others, others and so on and so on and so on. I'm getting tongue tied here. I've been talking so long. So please share the podcast and ask people to share the podcast with others. Uh, and hopefully you got some good nuggets of information from the podcast about you know uh, what to look out for and to make sure that you're protecting your best interest and not making sure people are you know protecting their own best interest against your best interest. Uh, you want to connect with me, my email address is ernestburleyjr at gmail.com. That's E-R-N-E-S-T-B-U-R-L-E-Y-J-R at gmail.com. Or you can call my firm at 301 262-2600. Again, that's 301-262-2600. All of my podcasts are available on YouTube. So please search out my channel, Ernest Burley Jr. And I have a lot of clips on there. If you don't want to listen to a whole podcast that's 20 or 30 minutes, then you can, I have one minute clips on there too about various areas of insurance. So between business insurance, life insurance, long-term care, auto insurance, all different types of insurance. I have like one minute clips on there that address various topics. So I think some of those clips will help you out too. Well, that's it from your CIA, your cool insurance agent, Ernest Burley signing off until we speak again. Y'all take out, take care out there and have some fun. Okay. Bye-bye.